0: Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. But it's not just Micah and Nick today. We're actually joined by a special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, fifth quarter CCU, also known as Hayden panic Hayden, Nick. Nick, should we let Hayden introduce himself, kind of see how he's doing first? Or do we want to go Nick, then Hayden? No, we're going to go Hayden. Hayden, how are we doing today? Hayden is the guest. Let's let him
1: do it. I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I actually listened to you guys when I was coming back from a concert last night. I listened to two full episodes. Uh, really appreciated the shout-outs about Coastal and, you know, catching home run balls and fun stuff like that. But um, for the most part, how I'm doing, you know, I listen to you guys and kind of like how you guys go through your spill. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm a huge fan of college baseball. Obviously, the uh, the team that I was a alumni for, they are top 10. The team that I bat boy for, they are top 15. Uh, And then two of my other teams that I just weirdly obsessed with in Dallas Basses and Cal State Fullerton, they're both ranked. So I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good today, guys.
0: And I will admit for anyone listening and people go, I hate bandwagon. He said, went to coastal, goes to every coastal event, even if they're good or bad. So before you say bandwagon, he goes to coastal basketball games guys and coastal basketball as well. Not good. Um, But also, the Cal State Florida and the, the DBU thing are legit. Like, he's like Cal State Holderman for as long as I've known him. I mean, let's be honest, dope logo. Titans with an elephant as a logo. I mean, it's like the Oakland Athletics having an elephant makes no sense, but we'll ride with it anyways. Um, I wonder if that's why. Is that why? I need mean, to look that up, Hayden. At some point, we need to figure out why they're, why they have an elephant. Cause so I feel like that's gotta be it. But no, he's not a bandwagon. We all have teams we kind of support. Um, I think of the people on the podcast, my team's down bad the most, but that's okay. Life goes on with that. But Nick, how are you doing today? Are you, uh, are you, are you doing okay? I, I was a little concerned. I heard that it was very slippery on Sunday in, uh, in Raleigh. So I, I just didn't want you to slip and get hurt or anything, you know, instead of just you know playing a baseball game against the Citadel. I didn't want that RPI to fall or anything.
2: Hey, you now it was actually legit pouring in Raleigh. Like, they canceled that game, ten o'clock in the morning, and that what I don't know because like it's Wednesday. Nick.
0: It's almost like they knew on Saturday that they weren't playing. You know, I
2: might have to give you that because that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, because it's almost like, they, it's almost like they I think didn't Carolina Sunday didn't starter. Carolina play a doubleheader?
0: Yeah, and didn't they play their? They uh, didn't they throw their Sunday starter out of the bullpen on Saturday? Um yeah, that's really weird. How every team in the state of North Carolina well is old. but then that is pushed a up the double header and then just for some odd reason, NC State thought they could play on Sunday. Weird. Yeah. I know. I know. That, it that is. Dang on tart, man. It must have just not done its uh, due diligence. I guess.
2: I I guess not. Yeah, and wait, you know, wait, got two games off on or no? Well the state winston-salem got two games off because there was a doubleheader between uh wofford and high point before the weight game so on sunday um yeah the plan was to get uh sam highfield to start on sunday get him back in the rotation before the season ends so i don't know i guess the, the the rotation's up in the air right now uh going into next week but uh No, I'm good. I mean, I was happy that state pulled it off against ECU. That was a must win and they almost blew it again. Um, but they got it. So that was fine. Uh, they did well against the Citadel, which was to be expected. Um, I got to work the wake high point game last night, uh, which was great. I mean, that game couldn't have ended any faster. Like they mercy ruled them, they got seven runs in the first inning. Um, yeah, Wake Wake has looked on fire um, at home. So, I'm good, man. It's been very busy in my life right now, but yeah. What about you, man? I've, do good. you need Do you need to have a little bit of a? I didn't get you didn't rant last time on Virginia, so I feel like you need to do it this time because you felt like oh uh, you you did say if we don't do well against Duke, then I'll rant.
0: So i've been thinking and a part of me is very frustrated but a part of me is almost just like kind of okay with it because now the pressure is coming like i'm gonna be frank i don't think virginia talent wise is as good as a wake forest a south carolina an lsu uh, even florida for that matter i mean hayden we'll talk about how overrated Florida is and I don't necessarily disagree with him but I mean I don't think Virginia is like this top five team they have some guys but the pitching is really Nick Parker right now and that's about it Um, everyone else has been very wishy-washy and like in a way like Yes, do I want Virginia to host a regional? Yes, and honestly, based off their RPI, they probably still will host a regional as long as they don't get swept on their remaining ACC series or don't you know get hammered in some of these games or lose some bad midweeks. But I mean, I know Virginia is a good baseball team because they haven't lost a bad game yet. Like the pit loss, you could argue is are those are bad losses, but like they're undefeated against mid-major programs in their midweek games, so. I'm not as concerned about it as you would think because like, for example, this weekend, I mean, I don't even chalk it up to Virginia playing bad. I just chalk it up to Duke being just Duke. I mean, Virginia should have played them better in the losses, but Virginia did hammer them in the win. So, you know, I'm not that concerned Virginia's schedule the next, what, Week and a half, I guess, is by far the easiest. Now, if they lose one of these, this is when I'll get a little concerned because they got JMU, Radford, and
2: Housen, I think,
0: or Mount St. Mary's or Richmond or someone tomorrow. I can't remember who tomorrow is, but I know it's JMU on Wednesday and Radford next Wednesday. But they don't really play. like Then they have Louisville coming into town, obviously. But you know they're going to get some time to relax instead of doing what – you know, Wake did where they played those random Saturday-Sunday games against these mid-major teams, Virginia's just kind of do the midweeks. They've kind of loaded up with multiple midweek games over the last few weeks just to kind of give them a break. So I'm actually not that upset. I mean, it could be a lot worse. I mean, I'm upset about where D1 baseball has Virginia ranked, in my opinion, because I just don't understand the logic of it um but I mean at the end of the day they've lost three straight series and the Notre Dame series loss doesn't look as great as it could because they only took two or three at home against Florida State and I mean Pitt hasn't looked like that great of a baseball team since the Friday night against Wake so it's not like you know Pitt's some team to write home about but yeah I mean we'll see I think I mean if they Nick, if they lose to Louisville, then I will actually be upset. And it won't even be more of an upset in the terms of anger. It'll just be I've kind of given up on that team in terms of we'll be a regional team and that's it because you can't – at some point you have to wake up. I mean, the talent is there, and I'm fine with a cold spell, but now it's time to take a little break, rest up, and hopefully recharge for a run. But, I mean, in ETSU baseball, man, we're back. No, you're – So –
2: well, what I will say is your bats are fine. Like, I, you know, I do the top 10 list every week. It's the same suspects that are there for you guys. Um, yeah. But it I is will, the I pitching, will, though. Team,
0: I, I will say, though, Nick, I'm, I'm, I mean, yes, the pitching has gone downhill, like, comparatively to a bit of what it was earlier in the year. But I'm actually more concerned about the bats personally because they're not, they're not coming up like, what was impressive to me by Duke this weekend? I guess we can kind of get into it a little bit now. Is they beat Virginia at the game that we've seen Virginia play all year, which was two out situational hitting. Duke was constantly driving in runs, getting on base, getting things going with two outs. Virginia, minus on Saturday, could not hit with two outs. They were leaving guys on. They weren't driving them home. Like, and they're not. They're not hitting it out of the park like they have been in terms of the levels. Like. Yeah, Nick, you're seeing their numbers aren't going down, but you also got to factor in that this is also them pounding because like Geloff is playing against Mount St. Mary's when they're winning 18 to 3. So, like, yeah, they're like their hitting is still great very, very good, but it hasn't been situationally good, like it has been. And like, yes, the pitching has gone down, but the pitching staff, to be frank, was just overachieving. I mean, that writing was on the wall from the very beginning. I mean a lot of the reason why their numbers were so high was they were opening the season by playing Richmond 7,000 times. Like Virginia's out of conference schedules, kind of trash. Like <laughs> we play coastal strength, this schedule out of conference and might have seven or eight losses out of conference on our, on our slate right now. So, you know, it's, I'm not that frustrated. I'm actually, you know, I have more concern about think- the, the bats than anything to be frank, because, I mean, the pitching, I think they're going to figure it out. Plus, Nick, I genuinely believe going into this year, like going into the NCAA tournament, I mean, I Hayden's it, a Coastal Carolina fan. He'll know. Um, there's no such thing as pitching in college baseball right now. No. So if you can, like, if you can mash teams yeah. to the ground, like, I mean, the only team honestly in college baseball that I feel like has actual pitching is Wake Forest. Everyone else, like even LSU, I mean, LSU, what? won a 15 to 13 game against Alabama yesterday. Like, and that's supposed to be a top three pitching staff in all of college baseball. And they're giving up multiple 10 run games in the same series and still winning. So, I mean, again, you can say what you want, but yeah, the pitching is, you know, not been great. Sure. But I still argue that Virginia pitching is top three to four in the conference. It's will the situational hitting come up. I mean, when you talk about the Duke game, like Virginia only drove in and the losses are combined. What? Six runs, seven runs. So it wasn't like... Uh, I can tell you right now. I and mean, they may have scored more late because they were down. 10 so runs. Yeah, 10 runs in the two losses. So now yeah. I think I think what, but
2: I think you're right, but I I think the emphasis on the pitching is still there because you look at some of these scores, just like your past two series, 10 runs, 10 runs, uh, 17, 10, and 7. Uh, and then the, the, you guys, Virginia in terms of team ERA was, I mean, let's be honest. You're right. You, you hit the nail on the head. Wake's probably the only consistent, great pitching staff in the country. Even with that uh, bringing up LSU too, like they, they were shaky against Alabama. Wake has a 1.2 lead ERA lead over Duke and, that used to be Virginia's spot. Virginia would be within a point uh, of wake in terms of ERA two weeks ago. Now they fell to fourth in the ACC with an ERA over four, just barely. So I think, yeah, the hitting, because again, um, in terms of the situational stuff, like you're not scoring a lot either. There are five runs there, which is okay, but two, two, three, four, but I think the emphasis is a little bit more on your pitching staff. And I think I agree with you, too, as well, when you say they overachieved by getting, you know, some easy games ahead of them first. So,
0: yeah. But, all right, enough about Virginia. We'll have to talk about Virginia here in a minute. I think since we have Hayden on, I think this is – because. Hayden, you obviously listened to the last show. Our, our game of the week, our midweek game of the week, and probably could have been an argument, the game of the week in general in the ACC was Coastal Carolina at Wake. And um, I don't want to poke a sore subject there, uh, Hayden, but Wake Forest pummeled Coastal Carolina to the ground. So, Hayden, I was wondering if you could give us some insight from the Coastal Carolina perspective, because I mean Nick kind of gave us some nice insight, obviously, um nick feeds the entire wake forest baseball team and staff because you know the all italian markets the place to go in winston-salem um you know that should i should make you i should charge nick for that advertisement right there but um um, you say that every time yeah right Right. (laughs) but um, (laughs) you know what wake forest obviously kind of through i mean it, their number four starter was the one that threw, but I mean, let's be real. I mean, that wasn't a number four starter for most rotations, but I mean, Wake went all in on yeah. that game. Did Coastal do the same thing, Nick, or Hayden, or was Coastal a little bit more hesitant since they had Louisiana coming up?
1: No, Coastal did not throw uh their main guys um at all out of the bullpen on uh, that oh. game went um you know, when we first played early in the year, Wake was still ranked number two. You know we we beat them pretty convincingly, but they also had seven errors, as in Wake Forest. And I'll get into errors and field percentage here in, later on. Um, but when we went to Winston Salem this past week, you know we th- we started the guy with the ERA over ten. Wake started the guy with the ERA of zero point <laughs> seven zero. So we look at <laughs> a the a little bit of a score, difference, about the yeah, same so, thing,
0: right?
1: <laughs> so and then not only that, guys, did we bring out the bullpen? ERAs. 20 plus. We threw our two worst guys that game. So did was it it really wasn't a must-win uh, for coastal at all. It was more of a really just a hey, you're playing them, your is gonna go up just literally just for playing them and showing up. Um, the bats, we got guys on. I wasn't worried about it. Um, they do play in these probably the smallest ballpark I've ever seen in my entire life, and we just <laughs> could not get one out. And I'll and, and I'll touch on Miami with that later on, but I'm gonna stick to Coastal for for while we're doing this. Then we go to Louisiana. Would have been a sweep had we not had, what, six unearned runs? Same thing happened against Southern Miss. So two of our last three losses weren't lost by lack of hitting or lack of pitching, even though we lack pitching. It was fielding. Oh, my God, in those two losses, we gave up, oh, good Lord, I think 12 unearned runs. I mean, yeah, we're going to score nine runs a game. And our pitching staff will give up. Eight runs a game, but we can't afford to give up six, you know, in a game. But, you know, I'm not too worried about it. And, you know, back to your Rankin's comment, man, you know, these SEC teams, they'll go 0-4 in the week. They'll get swept at home. They'll drop one spot, one spot. So how does Virginia drop 11? You know, Coastal dropped two. Granted, I truthfully, I believe that eighth is a good spot uh, for Coastal. Um, I thought that they could have dropped further um because we're not in the sec um but louisiana is still not a terrible team to lose to um granted you gave them six runs so it should have been a win but fielding percentage i mean that's what i'll i mean that's that's our main that's our that's what we're lacking really is if we give up it's just like wake Forest when wake Forest had seven airs you know what happened to wake and they had seven airs they had great pitching they lost so yeah and
2: yeah. they still like had 11 runs in that game and somehow is that was just the most wild game I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was that was one of the uh one of the best uh games I've been to, man. The uh I can't say what I call them on the show, but a lot of the a lot of the girls that go watch coastal baseball games, even they were extremely into it going nuts and dancing on the dugout and doing the whole L dance and everything, and it was on ESPN and so and that, Mike. I wish you would have saw that environment. Um, I hope you come back when we play Clemson because you'll see a sold-out. 5,000-plus environment.
0: Yeah, that's what that's the thing, too, that I thought about, and that's why I'm glad you kind of touched on it, Hayden, was the fact that Coastal already has the win over Wake. Like, yeah, if they would have beaten them in Winston Salem, would that have garnered... Like, honestly, after how how the weekend went, they could have potentially moved into the top four. But if you're Coastal Carolina, first off, you don't care about the D1 baseball top four. But B, like, you're like you mentioned it on your on your Twitter account, Hayden. Like you just got to win the Sun Belt. <laughs> like who care? I mean, yes, obviously you want to be Clemson in the midweek coming up and North Carolina on the midweek. Shout out to Coastal Carolina for basically being an ACC member in the midweek. So welcome to the ACC. But um, you know the the fact that you, again you got series is, like I mean, Louisiana was your toughest remaining series, at least you know, as far as history and you know environments and everything like that so why not save and honestly hayden it's probably the reason you won yesterday i mean you and i were both watching your game against louisiana and like i mean obviously nick lucky hits a huge home run in the ninth to tie it but you had phenomenal pitching all game if you would have thrown one of those arms against wake in a game where a you're getting hammered already but b there's no real benefit of winning like you said you've moved up in the RPI just for showing up. <laughs> like, you know, and that's why obviously I had to give uh, Nick a hard time because by not playing the Citadel, they actually have a better RPI. They probably would have dropped six just for beating the Citadel by 20. Like I am I'm, I made the joke on the fifth quarter ACC page, Hayden, and I'm sure you saw it commented on your tweet looks like there's a 10% chance of rain in Charleston next uh, Tuesday when Coastal is supposed to go to the Citadel. So I think that game needs to just be called now and just save everybody the problems. But, you know, on a serious note, like, by the way, ETSU plays Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, Over under that we actually play all three games is probably very, very low. But, you know, it's that time of year. But, no, yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll quickly go through the results of this weekend just because, you know, it's important to kind of touch on everything. And we could kind of give our opinions, obviously, Hey, and I'd love to hear yours on on some of the games that went down. But, you know, we had a, a – I feel like it's best to say it was just a very mid-ACC weekend. Like, there wasn't – I mean, Virginia was probably the best series in terms of Virginia-Duke, I mean, from a standpoint of just national attention. Um, I mean, I think the Virginia Tech and North Carolina series was probably the best one because um, honestly Miami Louisville had the potential but I mean the Louisville win on Saturday was not great um, something about Miami getting kicked like just absolutely housed in one game normally on Saturdays for some strange reason or in game two of the series I should say on the road is just kind of a tradition it seems like for the uh, for the Canes but you know obviously love
1: to why because I know exactly why
0: <laughs> Miami takes two of three against Louisville which was a huge series win shot Miami getting another top 25 win on the road in the ACC play North Carolina takes two of three against Virginia Tech and what was a heated series Clemson obviously takes two of three against Boston College that was huge huge pit sweeps Cal in the battle of the worst teams in their power five conference uh, Georgia Tech Honestly, to not look that impressive against Gardner Webb in terms of pitching, but still managed to you know win by a combined like twenty some runs, <laughs> um, while still giving up multiple double digit games uh, to Gardner Webb, who's not very good at baseball. Um, Wake Forest hammers their midweek opponent, or excuse me, their mid-major opponents, not even midweek opponents, um, with Colstall and Wofford. Which, by the way, are top fifty RPI wins, and then obviously high point they could have probably beat by thirty if they really wanted to. And then first Duke takes two of three against Virginia, and the Citadel, uh, unfortunately, does not get a win against NC State. So I control Nick. So uh, I bet you they would have won on Sunday. So moral victories there for for the uh, SoCon, but um, I guess Hayden, we'll go to you first. Miami and Louisville, tell me about that series. What did you think? There you go. The U's back on his head. Um, you know, what I mean, the team like Miami did not look great on Saturday, and I think you and I both were thinking, or Friday, excuse me, I keep saying Saturday, but Friday, um, game two, I kept thinking that, you know, it felt like Miami was screwed, like that was that was that was kind of the telltale of, well, Louisville's gonna take the series, at least Miami got one. And no, um, Miami tried to choke, was it, I was trying to choke away the game against Louisville, wasn't it, on, on Thursday? Game three. Too. Or no 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 game game three you're right game one they rallied back oh well, that was like a back and forth all day right but I guess tell me a little bit about that series and kind of what from a Miami perspective you saw because I mean Miami's playing themselves back into a regional host um, at this point
1: right and I think that Miami will be hosting unless they you know really screw up these next couple of weeks you know they got Presbyterian this weekend should be three and zero with that hey
0: hey, if I know anything <laughs> about Presbyterian baseball those guys can mash and
1: be prepared right, well, so for them
0: And be prepared for them to throw three different pitchers in the ninth inning up 13. Be ready for it, all right? Oh, wait, sorry, that's just trauma from ETSU a couple weeks ago when we decided to play there on a midweek.
1: Yeah, that sounds – that sounds – Miami midweek, they have an issue with – we played Columbia a few years ago, and they threw nine different guys. One guy per inning. That really threw Miami off, and that was back when Miami's prime too. Um, Miami's kind of getting back to their prime where they should be making Omaha pretty consistent. They haven't been since coastal – venture out in 2016, because so that was a really happy time for me. Um, but back to Miami, you know, I'll go even further back than the Louisville series. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of their games. I've been to a, a good bit. I'm um, still good friends with the GM there. Well, when we were at Wake Forest, you know, one, Miami can't play in the cold. whatsoever. man? It'll be 70 degrees, and these guys will be in long sleeves, face mask, hoodies. I mean, you, you name it, you know, just, and then Wake will be in, you know, short sleeves. And we're at Wake Forest, you know, hitter's ballpark. And three runs the entire weekend. Granted, great pitching, but Miami has great hitting. I mean, we have four or five guys that that will get drafted this year. Um, but at Wake Forest, dude, they had no desire of even being there. Man, they had no emotion, none whatsoever, no team leaders at all. And when I was at the Wake Forest series, I was like, this is not a top 25 team. This is not a 50 team. They don't want to play baseball. They hate being together. Go to Carolina. And mine's so they get swept against, you know, on the road at Wake and then at Virginia as well. Another one that I don't think they really wanted to be there either. But we were at Carolina, and they actually had a little bit more pep in their step. Um, But that was a series where I was like, all right, probably not going to go our way. You know, on – I think it was a – was it a Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So our game one starter, uh, he was out. So we threw our number two against their number one, threw our number three against their number two. Literally, the third game, we threw our bullpen against Carolina's number three starter, who was pretty solid. And even in that series, man, you know, game two goes into extras. So we're Miami's just burning pitching that they don't have, that they literally do not have, um, with you know, a starter being out. And we throw, you know, based on ARA, we threw like our bottom guy. And Carolina is getting a walk off home run. You know, then what does he do? So we had to finish game two on on Sunday. Whatever the hell the third day was, I can't remember if it was a Thursday through Saturday or Friday. But game Your series two.
0: started on a Thursday. I remember that. Okay, so, the th-
1: th- oh, yeah, so Thursday. So Friday's game got in a rain delay, like the 7th in and 8th in or something like that, got pushed back until uh, Saturday, game three. So we had to finish game two, which ended up going extras. Go to game three. The guy that just gave up a walk-off home run, you know, literally bottom ERA, he starts game three against Carolina. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, here we go. This is it it's gonna be 10-0 real quick, seven in the game. Let's just get it going. Miami jumps out at like a four or five run lead, quick. Guys throwing an absolute gem after giving up an absolute nuke uh to lose to Carolina. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, we're gonna throw nothing but bullpen guys against Carolina starter and and won. They won. So then what ha- what happens at Louisville? Another Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where we do get our number 1 back so he pitches against Louisville's number 1 our number 2 guy is out so we threw our number 3 in his spot and then saturday we put our back to our bullpen we we threw torres uh, who is one of our best bullpen guys um but he does have a few stars i think i actually think that he's going to be our number 3 starter when even though we're like you know 3 weekends left i think we finally figured out who our game three starter is. But when I saw that, you know, we're only throwing two stars against Louisville, I was like, well, here we go again. We have to win the first two games. We don't win the first two games. That's it. And then, you know, one game one, really good game. Uh, game two got blown out. And then game three, I don't know, dude, I don't, dude, hear me out. Just throw bullpen guys if Miami has to win. Numbers aren't great, but they find ways to win. So I'm I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, like, The trajectory of Miami right now, I mean, North Carolina and Louisville sure are kind of behind, but we're seeing that right now in the ACC, anyone can beat anybody on any given day. I don't think there's a – minus Wake Forest, I don't think there's a lot of separation amongst these teams. And, you know, like you said, like finding ways to win, like that was Virginia's M.O. for a while there, and it kind of went away, where it was the opposite of Miami's M.O. Miami was finding ways to lose, and now they're finding ways to win, which, you know, again, like we're talking about – lead like the acc is going to get four regional hosts i I don't know who those four are going to be yet but we're going to get four and right now miami's kind of entered the chat as um someone of importance but um, because we're doing this on zoom which is not normal for us we're obviously running out a little bit of a time on the first zoom call so i think what we're going to do is take a quick break Um, i'm going to send a new zoom link out to our wonderful guys here and we're going to talk a little bit about clemson talk a little bit about what else happened this past weekend and I think it would be in our best interest to talk about what's coming up because obviously we put together the what the ACT tournament look like at this moment in time. And uh, both Hayden, actually all three of us look at our current pools and want to bang our heads on the side of a wall. So we're going to talk about the two, two very stacked pools at this in time and the two not-so-stacked pools when we get right back. So we'll be right back with you here shortly. All right, we're back from a short little break. Obviously, we just talked a little bit of Miami. I think we need to talk Clemson though. Um, because I guess here's how we're going to talk Clemson. And this is maybe not talking Clemson, but we're going to we're going to see. I want to know your guys' opinion. Right now, you had to line them up cuz Clemson and Duke already have met. If you had to line them up today, we will say we'll put them at Wake Forest. No, that's not fair because whoever hits most home runs wins at that ballpark. Well, let's put them in Omaha, at a pretty at the most probably no- neutral ballpark you could possibly put those two schools at. Um, who would you take right now? AK? who do you think is the hottest slash best team not named Wake Forest in the ACC? Is it Clemson or is it Duke? Nick, you go first.
2: Yeah, I think that's so tough because i was looking at like Miami's schedule and i saw that they are playing duke at the end of the year i thought oh my god those could be the two hottest teams going into the last week of the acc um this is tough i think i gotta go i gotta go clemson just because i feel like their talent is gonna shine more um I get Duke is really hot. They're leading the Coastal. I mean, what they've been doing is very, very impressive. Uh, I think they've only lost maybe just two. I think just two ACC series, but they've won like the last five. Um, But ever since Clemson's been swept by Wake Forest, they've won every single series. Uh, But I think. I think Clemson's talent just shines more. Uh Cam Candelaria is a beast. Caden Grice is a beast. Uh I gotta go Clemson two out of three.
1: Okay.
0: Hayden, what about you? Do you agree, disagree?
1: So one, I think that this might this matchup actually might happen in Omaha. I'm being dead serious. Um, if not both teams, I think at least one uh, gets there. Uh, it's gonna be hard for Clemson because I just don't see three teams hosting in the state of South Carolina. So Clemson's gonna have to go on the road for a little bit. Um, but I know I like Clemson, and the reason why, and you guys didn't mention it, uh, their coach. And I know I'm gonna, I know for a fact, I can his last name. yeah, Eric, Eric, whatever the hell his last name is, Backus. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. But he was at Michigan when Michigan went to the World Series. And think about Michigan baseball outside of when Rich Maloney left. I I mean, who, I mean, think about it. You know, I'm from there. Do you really want to go play baseball Michigan? Think about it. You have to play your first five, six, seven series on the road. Then you finally get to play at home when it's just above freezing. But Rich Maloney and, you know, the guys at Clemson now, when they were at Michigan, they were World Series collaborative teams. And Michigan won Game One against Vandy in in the finals. And when Michigan was there, they only threw two pitchers. Um, so that's why I was high on Clemson even in the preseason because I knew what coach they had and he brought us to transfers from Michigan. So I really liked Clemson early on, and then they just weren't clicking. They they you know they were like maybe five hundred somewhere around there. You know they weren't impressive. Um, I watched a lot of the uh, me and Mike actually watched a lot of the uh, Clemson and NC State series. And when this dude just hits an absolute nuke of a grand slam for Clemson, and then Mikey goes, "Oh yeah, that's their Sunday starter," and he shoves, and I said, "Nah, no shot." So this dude is an offensive weapon, and then just, sh- I mean, shoves straight shoves. He's a dog. He was the pitcher
0: of the week in the ACC this weekend.
1: Yeah, he's a dog. You know, <laughs> like this like video, you know. So I would, I would go Clemson as well. Um, I think high scoring. Um, but I would definitely go two out of three. I wouldn't say neither neither one would sweep. Whoever wins that series is going to be two two to one. But I would give the edge yes to the Tigers.
0: Not so fast, my friends. I got to do my best Lee Corso impersonation. I, of course, watched a lot of Duke baseball this week. Duke, during this run, has played ten times better teams than Clemson. They've gone to Charlotte.
2: That's why I was late. Yeah. 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 They've gone to Charlotte. You make a good point.
0: They obviously took care of business. You know, they've taken, they've, they were two and O against Campbell so far this year. They are undefeated against ECU as well. Not again, we can say what we want about ECU, but like, as my cat wants to make an appearance, everyone say hello to Oscar. Obviously our listeners won't get to see Oscar, but you guys got to see the wonderful Oscar, but you know, I think they would have taken two or three against Virginia Tech if they got a chance to do it, but obviously they do two or three at BC as well. They beat a very good William and Mary team. They take obviously sweep Louisville at home. I mean, this is a team that, and and you look at the rest of of Duke's slate. Like you, I feel really bad for you, Hayden, and, and for Miami in general because Duke's got probably the best. Like they're just being handed like power ups going into that series. I don't know if you've seen guys Duke's remaining schedule, but They don't have an ACC series this weekend. They're playing Longwood for a doubleheader on Sunday. Then they're playing Ryder, who will probably make the NCAA tournament with a 200 RPI because they're going to win their conference on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Georgia Tech, who I think is the worst team in the ACC right now, and three at home, Gardner-Webb on a Tuesday before heading to Coral Gables. They're being handed momentum.
1: I don't think it favors them. And, you know, here's my reason. Uh, I'm actually going to bring Colson in this. Coastal played at Campbell. You know, they played a game, you know, essentially a three game series one at Coastal, two at Campbell. Well, game two of that, you know, series was on a Monday. And Campbell threw this guy who, yeah, he's a D1 pitcher. Um, but he was throwing baby gas. What I mean is like he might, might have been touching 87 on his fastest pitch all night. Um, but Coastal couldn't hit him. They were so far out in front of every single pitch. It was awful. Worst hitting we've had all year, and it was against the worst pitcher that we saw all year. So I think that because Duke is playing these bottom-tier teams before they play Miami, I think it actually plays Miami more of a favor um, because when, you know, Langdon's throwing or Andrew Walters comes in to save the game, I don't think Duke will be able to touch, touch those guys. Even Torres. I don't think they're going to touch Torres either on, on Sunday. So – and that's fair. And they're
0: obviously going to go to Miami for that one, too. So, you know, that's going to make it tougher. But, you know, obviously, when we're talking, you know, the hottest team right now, I mean, Duke, I'm I'm looking at the wonderful list that I finally, Nick, I finally di- discovered where you get all your stats from. It's crazy. I just have to go to the ACC website. Now, how accurate these are after learning the ACC doesn't update update their standings ever. We'll see. But, I mean, I know watching the broadcast begin, Duke had multiple guys. Let's say They've got one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of their nine everyday lineup guys are hitting over 300. Same with Coastal. Yeah. And that's like, but Coastal the number 16 in the country. Like, and Duke, I mean, obviously right now is you now at number 10 in D1 baseball, I think, but like. You know, that team, to me, is phenomenal. I think, Hayden, what you said about Eric Backus, obviously manager for Clemson and what he did at Miami, I think the reason why I would look at my – excuse me, Clemson – or not Miami, Michigan. What I think – when I look at Backus and what's happening at Clemson right now is, guess they're talented. Obviously, Caden Grice is a dog. Cam Canarello gets on base every time. Like, if you – if I had to bet my life on someone getting on base in a baseball game, it's Cam Canarella at this point. <laughs> um, but I think he's getting the most out of very little, if that makes any sense. Like Clemson's still very, very young. Like this team shouldn't be doing what it's doing. They, they, they should be trending in the right direction. They shouldn't have been struggling as much as they have early in the year. But I mean, they're not, it's not like they're world beaters. Like, you know, they're not out here. They didn't, like sweep you know duke and then sweep wake and then you know like they were competitive with wake and i'm not going to pull anything against them for that but again like duke literally beat wake and again duke literally won the series against clemson so i think when it comes down to talent like i think duke just purely because of the brand i mean Duke's home baseball field so bad they have to rent out a minor league stadium to go play in it <laughs> if they want to play good teams. Like you you just see the Duke like logo and you go, ah, oh, basketball school. Or well, with Clemson, like you don't go baseball school. But I mean, I don't know about y'all, but if you play, I mean, I got literally MVP and NCA baseball 06 right here. One of my favorite ballparks to play in was Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Like Clemson is a brand. There's only 30 stadiums in that dang game. And Clemson's one of them. You sure as heck ain't seen Duke on there. I'm, I think Duke was a D minus when I tried to play against them with Virginia the other day. Like, so I'm very impressed. I mean, both teams are training in both directions. I guess my question to you is: I mean, Hayden, you said it, so you kind of already pre-predicted this. But so I'll ask: I guess more than so, Nick, do you think that these teams can go to Omaha? Because obviously, Hayden says he thinks one of them, if not two of them, go. And I agree. I think one. I think one's going to end up in Omaha. Or at the bare minimum, if one doesn't end up in Omaha, both are ending up in supers. Kind of one of those, like, I think that they're going to be surviving. (laughs) But what do you think on that one, Nick?
2: You you know, you kind of just convinced me that I think Duke might win it against Clemson. So I think, am I allowed to switch my pick? Because you brought up a lot of great, compelling arguments that they have beaten Wake. They already have beaten Clemson two out of three. Am I allowed to change or no?
0: You can change. It's fine. You know, Hayden will. Hayden will just ride with his uh, Carolina boys. the The Palmetto Moon is is just deep in his blood right now. Plus, well, so he needs that. Uh, he needs that quality win in a couple. Well, actually, is it? Is it tomorrow? No, it's next. week. Charlotte
1: tomorrow, and then. Yeah,
0: i I know you guys have, have another. Coastal Carolina just plays every like top sixty RPI team imaginable every midweek. So, Our, you uh, who you play?
1: Yeah, I mean, every midweek game for Coastal is an ACC opponent. Uh, so I've actually watched a lot of the ACC opponents playing Coastal. I've seen NC State, Wake, uh, about to see Carolina. Uh, we already played Clemson once, and we got smacked. Uh, first time in four years, we lost to Clemson too. So that's kind of when I was like, "All right, Clemson might be on the up." I'm gonna slow my roll of being, you know, too upset about getting run rolled by Clemson. Um, but they, uh, but they are, are the Coastal's worst teams they play is the Citadel uh charleston who's not terrible and uh charlotte who again not bad but
0: nick well, do you see duke or clemson yeah omaha me or nick nick Because i know you hate and you're you're feeling you're feeling oh, i'm gonna ask you who you think the one is if you had to put your life on it but i know you were pretty confident hated that one of them was going to get it so i want to see if nick's got the same confidence
2: I think um, between the two, I would feel more comfortable of Duke making it because I think they already have a great argument of hosting a regional, so they get that home field advantage. That would be huge. Now, it's still on the table for Clemson, the way they've been playing, but like Hayden brought up, they're already going to be two host sites in the state of South Carolina. I don't know if all three are going to get it. Uh, I mean, it's possible. We'll see. And Clemson still has to play – a pretty decent Virginia Tech team and North Carolina. Uh, I would like to see their hot streak stay alive, and they still got to play Louisville, too, next week. Um, I would like to see their hot streaks stay alive, but if I had to put money on it, looking at Duke's schedule, it's a lot easier than uh, Clemson's. So, I think Duke can get the host, can get to host a regional, and uh, if a another team right now out of the ACC is going to go to Omaha besides Wake Forest. I would probably have to pick Duke right now because they, you you may, Mikey. you just convinced me. They look really, really good. Even when we thought, you know, a month and a half ago, we kept saying they'll never get swept, but they'll never sweep a team. That's completely changed now. Um now that win looks really really good against Wake Forest because well Wake doesn't lose. They have three what three conference losses right now. One's Duke, one's Notre Dame, one's Pitt. Like, I I think Duke looks really, really good. And I think if a different team's gonna go, it's gonna be them.
0: Yeah. All right. What about you, Hayden? Are you I, I'm also again on board if, if I'm gonna see a team and actually yeah, no, if I'm going to see a team in Omaha, I'm going to go with Duke. But do you, do you think it would be Duke or Clemson if you, had to, if you had to bet? You know, if you had 100 bucks to throw on it, I could bet on one team, which one would you throw?
1: So, if I had to bet – so, even though I said I – w- I think Clemson is a better team right now currently. Um, just like Nick said, I mentioned earlier, I think pre-show, three teams would say South Carolina won't host. It's not going to happen. It, it really won't. So that being said, I don't think Clemson will go to South Carolina because I don't think that they want South Carolina to have that high of a number two seed. I think they'll I think Clemson will get sent to coastal. Um and yeah. then and then you <laughs> know <laughs> so I, I you know, I'm not gonna say who wins that one. Um, but I think Duke will host. Um, I think Duke will be floating around that eight, nine, seven, and, 10. He's
0: gonna get Campbell will. in their regional just so they can play him for the five thousandth time.
1: Right. And I I think uh, even though Campbell has one of the best offenses in the country, you know, they don't really they not really play anybody outside of coastal and these, you know, teams in the Carolinas. Hey, um, hey, hey as someone that is going to potentially watch them play UNC Asheville this
0: weekend, can you calm down with their strength of schedule?
1: Yeah, UNC yeah. Asheville, right, right there, even though this team. In, in Carolina, but um
0: I mean, did you not see they made the NCAA tournament in basketball this year? I mean, clearly that carries over to base baseball, right?
1: Right, right. Um, but I, I think I think Duke's gonna host um they're going to have a uh i want to say an easier path but you know Clemson's going to be on the road for that and then Clemson i and then i'm I'm predicting this right now i guarantee you right now that the Conway Regional will be paired with Coral Gables so even if Clemson wins the Conway Regional they're going to South Florida um so i think they have a really tough path of going i think i think Duke will have an easier path of getting to Omaha so if i had to bet 100 bucks i'm taking duke
0: All right. Perfect. All right. So then it's a good segue over. We could talk about the rest of the game, but I don't, I don't necessarily see the point in doing that. What I want to talk about is AC tournament pools. So obviously again, my cat wants to make another appearance. I'm just going to put him in my lap. He can be a a supporter from my lap, but the season ended today and granted, like for example, the one tiebreaker between Boston college and Notre Dame is not very fair because Notre Dame gets to be the four just because they've beaten Virginia, who's also in this tiebreaker scenario. So by rule, Boston College Notre Dame play the last weekend of the season. So that'll all get settled at some point. But you know our current ACC you know tournament pools are very very lopsided. It feels like we have the overachievers, in my opinion, and then we have just absolute dogs. And all of us on this show have reasons to be concerned because. Honestly, the dogs are in our in our pools. So, um, I don't know what happened to, uh, to my wonderful piece right here, but, um, you know, Pool 1, obviously, or Pool A, not Pool 1. Pool A should always be the easiest, right? It's the number one overall seed, and the 12 seed's going to be there. Well, the 12 seed's Nick's NC State, Wolfpack, who – are probably one of the best 12 seeds you'll ever see in an ACC tournament. Are they world beaters? Absolutely not. But you're telling me if you're Wake Forest, you'd rather see NC State over, let's say, Virginia Tech or Pitt or even really Louisville at this point? I don't know. Not to mention, like, North Carolina. Like Pool A right now is Wake Forest, North Carolina, and NC State. So first off, there's going to be no such thing as home field advantage for Wake because the two bigger fan bases in the state are going to be your opponents all weekend and lengthily you only have to win one game and just ho- or basically hope that you know everyone splits but which is very plausible but i mean that is a stacked up region then pool b is duke clemson Pitt. i mean that one considering the current trajectory of teams is stacked but if we're talking like top to bottom lineups teams that we think can you know that Three weeks ago, Wake Forest, North Carolina, and NC State were top twenty programs, <laughs> and and now they're in the same pool. So Duke, Clemson, Pitt would be an unreal pool. But I mean, again, that if these teams continue on the trajectory they're currently on, they're not going to be in the same pool. And then I, what I think is the hardest pool, and this could be some bias, is Miami, Virginia, and Louisville. I mean, that's three teams that were in the top ten at points this year. Um, you know, Virginia, of course is literally one game behind Miami, yet somehow three seats behind them. So, um, you know, I feel bad for Miami because they're looking at a pool of, of a team that swept them as their two. Um, that could be beneficial because it's hard to beat, you know, continually beat the same team over and over and over again. But, you know, pool D is Notre Dame, Boston College, Virginia Tech. I mean, that that seems like a soft pool. Honestly, like if you ask me to pick who comes out of that pool right now, I'd almost be willing to put money on Virginia tech just because they have the most to play for in that pool. Maybe Notre Dame too, but Notre Dame's a a, a top four seed in the AC tournament. It probably means they're safely in the NCA tournament as well. So, I mean, I guess, Nick, do you think that pool a is harder than pool C or, I mean, I, I'm going to assume that Hayden and I are on the same page for pool C being the toughest. So, I mean, do you disagree? Do you think that your pack slash Deeks are going to be in the hardest pool, or, or are you kind of in agreement with me that pool and, and Hayden, that pool C is is by far the toughest?
2: I agree with both of you. That pool C, like you, you said it perfectly. Every team has been in the top ten. Um, every team, you know, in that pool will make the regionals. Uh, two of them might host. Hell. If Louisville can get back on track, they could get back in the hosting spot. Um no, that that's just a stacked pool and I would not be surprised whoever comes out of it. Miami, Virginia, it's Miami clearly does have the advantage because I don't see Miami going 2 0 in this pool. Like they're going to split. Each if it ends up like this, I doubt it will uh cuz we still have 3 weeks left of ACC play but if it were to end right now that series is being split and it doesn't matter if it's Virginia um as the 3 seed or Louisville as the 3 seed um you're going to benefit a whole lot in that pool if you're the 3 seed in there um pool A is interesting though um I would be a little worried if I was Wake because a you have not seen Carolina yet and be to date state has been their toughest competition and as we remember last year when wake swept nc state to end the season they played you know a few days later in the first game of whatever pool they were in and it's hard to beat a team four times um i I don't think state would lay down for that at all i mean they're going to get right back up we've seen I mean this NC State team last year um was a bottomer was like a 10C and they made it all the way to the ACC championship game. Um and again they haven't seen Carolina either. So if I'm Wake I would be a little nervous of who I draw, you know, you probably would rather have uh Clemson or probably Pitt something like that, but to draw those two schools, and like you said, Micah, with the fan bases that will be there in Durham. Uh, not to say that Wake won't, Wake's fan base won't show up. They definitely will. I mean, the fan base from last year to this year at Wake Forest is night and day. I mean, I'm sitting there at the couch, and the stadium's half full for a 5 o'clock Sunday game against High Point, and it's loud, it's ruckus, it's awesome. Like, I was shocked at the amount of people that came to the game last night on a Sunday. Um, So, those Wake fans will definitely show up. They are there. They will be there. Uh, But that's just just a tough draw for Wake.
0: And they're not going to be able to outnumber them. Yeah, they will outnumber
2: them for sure. But it is a tough draw for Wake. But, no, I agree with both of you. Pulsey. It would not shock me whoever comes out of that pool, like, but I mean, I feel, obviously, like, Miami has the clear advantage.
0: Like I think if you if you talk about the most unfair draw, right? I mean, and and maybe it's not fair to punish Wake for having the number one RPI in college baseball now, but like their RPI opponents are twenty four and thirty six with NC State at twenty four and North Carolina at thirty six. Miami, who's the obviously higher seed in this, is an RPI of fourteen. Virginia is eleven, and then. Louisville is 28. So that's yeah, everyone's in the top 30. You're yeah, the team that literally is below you in the pool is above you in the RPI and obviously swept you earlier this season. That's why I think it's a big deal for Virginia, of course, with Louisville coming up next week. Virginia takes that series like at the very minimum, I, f- I feel confident about the ACC tournament. Maybe not so much that they win it, but like, you know, when you talk about the unfair advantage for Wake, I mean, Literally, North Carolina's at 36. Notre Dame's 41 RPI. Georgia Tech doesn't even make the AC tournament. Their RPI is 47. Virginia Tech's 51. I still haven't found them, and I'm in 75 now. The pitfall in the top 100? There's no way.
1: Yeah, speaking of scrolling like that when you try to find stats, um, that's like me trying to find Coastal's pitching stats. I just have to keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Mm-hmm. Now offense, it's on the first page, front page, top ten, everything. Pitching though, bro, I was in like the two. Yeah, it's it's the same eight. thing.
2: It's the same thing with Georgia Tech, dude. Pitt. It's wild.
0: Hit is seventy one. So, um, yeah, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's just kind of an unfair draw there, but. Let's have some fun real quick, guys. Let's quickly pick who comes out of each pool. So obviously we won't go pool by pool. I want I'll go first. Like I'll say Wake comes out of pool A. I'm gonna say Duke comes out of pool D pool B. I wanna be a homer, but I think Miami's gotta figure it out. I think Miami might be more talented than Virginia too. So Miami comes out of pool C and screw it. Virginia Tech comes out of pool D. What do you guys got? Hayden, you go first.
1: Yeah, pool A. Um, you know what? You said let's have some fun, right? Even though I might be their biggest hater.
0: Oh, NC State's making a run? Oh, boy.
1: I think NC State, if it, if it ends up like this, I think State wins that pool solely because it'll be Nick, Nick, What did, you, what did
0: Nick, what did you Venmo Hayden to say that for you on the pod? You had to send him some money, didn't you?
2: No, if anything, Hayden Venmo'd me because now he just jinxed it. <laughs> no,
1: I dude. I mean, this series. I mean, that's gonna be a home game for State. Um, they're a good, even though they haven't won it since the uh '92. I want to say, they they're a really good tournament team. Um, I think it's gonna be a home game for them, honestly. Even though, like, I mean, like you guys talk about Wake Forest attendance. Like oh yeah they have you know all the fans are coming out that might be all that are in existence in the uh, Winston Salem area because they have a huge alumni basis you know in other larger cities that are outside North Carolina um but when I was I was at their second largest crowd in school history and uh, I I felt embarrassed that that was the second largest crowd they've had in school history because I could point people out um in in the crowd and. The students actually came to the game for once for a week, but I think I think NC State wins that pool. Uh, we're gonna have more fun. I'm gonna go Clemson because eh, why not? Pool C, I'll go Miami. Uh, Pool D, I'm gonna go Notre Dame, and you know what? So Pool A and Pool D match up. So I got you know State and Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame winning. Um, Miami, Clemson. I got Miami Catholics versus Convicts for the ACC tournament championship. <laughs>
0: I Actually love that. That played out really fun. <laughs> All right, Nick, what about you? Actually, I didn't I didn't do my semifinals. So I guess I'll do that real quick. Um, I will go wake versus Duke. I know super lame, one and two, coastal versus Atlantic champion. And uh hey, you didn't make a pick, but uh I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say Wake wins. I know, super, super lame. I just think Wake's light years above everybody. Like I, I think Wake. Eh, we won't, we won't, we won't put that bad juju out there just yet. We won't jinx him. But I think Wake Forest might not be winning more than might be winning more than one piece of hardware this year. But, anyways, Hayden, who would you have in the Catholic versus Catholic game? You rocking with your boys?
1: You know it's gonna be a headgear pick. Miami has never won the ACC baseball tournament in North Carolina. When I'm in tennis, they have a losing record. I've seen him play for championship a couple times or once, lost to Georgia Tech. The only time they won it was in the hey, state. Hayden,
0: of- if Virginia and Miami are in the same pool, we're definitely going to that game together. Then thank you for that information.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, they uh, they have a losing record when I go. i in the tournament. I most previously watched uh, Duke hit a walk off nuke against Miami. Uh, maybe last year or year before last. Um, but I think that finally. For once, Miami wins the tournament in the state of North Carolina. Not, not even being biased. I'm not even joking. They have the offense to do it. I think they finally figured out the pitching rotation. Um, but if we get to the point we we have to go like deep in the bullpen, eh, I don't know. Um, but realistically, I just, they just have too much uh, offensive power, and I think pitching is slowly but surely figuring out with Lingdon. Uh, Lincoln, uh Water's coming in, Torres as well. And then another, I can't, remember, Greg Zeal, that guy. Dude, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm getting really high on, on Zeal lately.
0: I love it. Nick, what about you?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think Wake will go 0 2 in this pool. I think that if they go 1 and 1, they probably might lose to State. Um, It would depend on, like, who State – or, I mean, I'm sorry, who Wake throws their starter, like, who's who's starting against who. Uh, I would feel a little worried if I were Wake if Rhett played against State um, because State did a little number on him. Um, But solely he shoves. I don't see Wake going 0-2 in this pool. So, they'll get a win, and they'll move on. Um,
0: Well, you do have to keep on the technically – one and one doesn't automatically mean you advance if you're the one seed. That's only if all three teams go one and one. You have to keep that in mind. So I thought about that. I mean, oh. I thought that was how I thought that was the case for the longest time. And I literally did like the math. I'm like, well, if you're one and one and your loss against the team that also wins their second game, then you don't advance.
2: That's so. oh damn. Yeah, you gotta
0: keep that in mind. Like you have to like you say state beats Wake, but then state beats North Carolina, then state it advances. advances.
2: True. True. So,
0: like that's the only like the, basically you're just given a free head to like you're given a get out of jail free card tiebreaker wise if if and when you know things do happen. Well, oh, I'm giving
2: Carolina zero and two in this bracket, in this pool. I mean,
0: okay. So who's who's coming out of it?
2: Well, I got weight coming out of it. Okay,
0: who's coming out of pool B? Pool
2: B. That's tough. Uh, I feel like I would contradict myself, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I feel like. Clemson will come out of pool B. I know I said Duke will have the longer run. They will host a regional, but in this pool, I feel like the Tiger fans are going to show up. They travel so well. Um, I think they'll have all the momentum. Um, I think Duke might just be happy to be a two seed, but I see Clemson going 2-0 and and Pitt going 0-2 in this and Duke going 1-1. So Give me
0: Clemson in that um, let's. Ha- Clemson's going to show up and all this stuff. Y'all not realize that this is being played in Duke's home ballpark? All 500 of the Duke baseball fans are going to be popping that place. Come on now. Literally a Duke home game. You know, it's the AC tournament's rigged. If I'm Wake Forest, I'm boycotting it. I don't think it's fair that the number two overall Steve gets to play at home. But no, anyway.
1: Yes. So, so I thought that Wake didn't have a lot of baseball fans. I've never missed a Miami and Duke. I've also never missed a Miami Wake series either. Um, in North Carolina, I never missed a Miami Duke series, and that and it's, it's been played at Duke a couple of times. But when it was at you know Durham Bulls other Park last year, uh, again, I could literally point out who was in the crowd. There may
0: pretty- Hayden, you were probably one of hundred and fifty people there, and one of hundred and ten wearing green and orange.
1: Exactly, exactly, and. Do you know, so it's pretty bad, you know, I'm a Miami fan. The girl I was dating at the time managed to get fan of the game. And she was in a coastal jacket. With, with, <laughs> oh. with, with, with a Duke oh. shirt underneath, but a coastal jacket um, that she was wearing, which I don't possess anymore. That has actually gone to a uh, another female who hasn't returned it yet. So, and she's That's a Carolina cool. fan.
0: That's that's almost a better story than Nick, getting cheered on by the Wake Forest players while singing on top of the dugout or whatever he was doing. At no, that's not true. But no, way. my
2: story's better. Uh, I'll go. Let's have fun. I'll go Louisville out of Pool C. I feel like they don't they they got to get back on track. I don't see them going zero and two. So I'll go Louisville, just to phase you guys too. Um. So Louisville out of pool C and pool D. Dude, I'm going to go Virginia Tech. I'm going to join you on that, Micah. I feel like Virginia Tech could pull that one out. Um, And then for my semifinals, Wake, Virginia Tech, give me Wake, which is interesting because they play the final series. Um, And then my other semifinals, I got Clemson and Louisville. Give me give me Louisville, and then give me Wake to win the whole thing.
0: Oh, the ACC final. Okay. All right. All right, boys. We got five minutes left till this thing ends, and I figured there's no point in extending it. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a fun game of rapid fire because, well, there is not a lot to talk about in ACC baseball this week in terms of a lot of series. There's a lot of teams off this weekend. So what we're going to do, at least in terms of against ACC opponents. So what we're going to do is I picked a couple of our series, and I'll make sure to stress it when we talk, but some of them are just midweek games. And I want you to quickly just pick Campbell at North Carolina. Hayden, we're going to go Hayden, Nick, me. Ready and go. Campbell at North Carolina.
2: Campbell. Campbell.
0: North Carolina. Okay, next one. Virginia Tech plays Marshall twice. Once at Marshall. Well, technically –
1: YMCA.
0: Why? No, no, they're playing them at the Charleston in Charleston. There's oh wow, Power they're Parker. Not, they're not. they're playing at the Power Park, and then the other ones in, in Blacksburg. But does, does Virginia Tech
1: take both? No, one and one. Woo-hoo. One and one.
0: All right, y'all are on some stuff. The Virginia Tech. I'm I'm feeling sick to my stomach. The Virginia Tech hater is the one giving Virginia Tech the most love on this podcast right now. Florida, Florida State at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Ballpark.
1: Uh, neither. Uh, but I'll go, uh, I'll go, I'll go Florida, even though they're struggling kind of midweek with the midweek games. We'll go
2: Florida State. They, they honestly should have won the last midweek before uh, they played. So I'll go Florida State on this one.
0: Love it. I'm going Florida State as well. North Carolina at ECU.
2: North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina.
0: Yep, North Carolina. You want to know why? Because North Carolina doesn't play this weekend, so that's why they're going all in on these two games. That's why I'm winning them both. Pitt at West Virginia in the last game of the Country Roads. Almost heaven. West Virginia, baby.
2: Yep. Country Roads.
0: Pitt needs one. Pitt hasn't beaten them yet. That's why I'm still going West Virginia. <laughs> all right, ACC Series. NC State at Notre Dame. Hayden, what we got?
1: The – uh the golden domers two to one
0: Hayden or I mean geez Nick
1: <laughs>
2: give me uh state two out of three
0: uh give me Notre Dame's with the with th- the thing called a broom uh Notre Dame sweeps because just to make Nick mad no okay Notre Dame takes two of I was about I'm to say
2: about. I was <laughs> I was literally about to say dude all right, I can't, I
0: can't believe I'm putting this on the card, but I feel like we actually have to talk about it because Mercer's RPI is only eight behind Florida State. Mercer at Florida State. <laughs> 3 Mercer. Game series. Three-game oh. series, by the way. Oh,
1: Mercer's winning one. I don't know about two, but I got Mercer winning one. Florida State is bad.
2: <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mercer
1: is playing Florida State? Yep. You sure you got that right? That's what ACC says. I'm playing Presbyterian, so I believe it. This is usually the week where they do that.
2: Oh, my fault, my fault! I got my series mixed up. Yeah, yeah give we only me Florida got a State.
0: minute and a half here, Nick. You don't got time to mess this up. Let's go, Mercer, Florida State.
2: I said Florida State. Oh, give okay. me Florida State.
0: Give me the Socons, baby. Mercer two out of three, just because it's funny. Boston College at Wake, by far the series of the week. Uh, what do we got?
1: Uh, wake 3 0. Yeah, I'm gonna go
2: wake 3 0 on this one too.
0: Uh, wake two out of three because when I go to Wake Forest at BC on Friday, I'm guaranteed to watch Rhett Louder lose because I've been so excited to see Rhett Louder pitch. So, just by rule, that means Boston College has to win that one. So, Boston College wins one, but Wake wins the series. Final ACC series of the weekend, we've got hit at Georgia Tech.
1: Oh my god, that is awful! Uh, Georgia Tech. <laughs> Uh I, I guess Georgia Tech with two wins. But since it's the last time I'll speak, I need five big West teams in the tournament. My closing <laughs> statement.
2: Uh, Georgia Tech pick. Oh my God. Uh give me Georgia Tech. they got bats. Pitt doesn't have bats. That's simply it.
0: Well, you guys are all wrong because Pitts winning that series because Georgia Tech's the worst team in the ACC. Because yes, Georgia Tech has bats. Guess what they don't have, Nick? They don't have pitching. And guess who has pitching? It does give me the Panthers. Um, that is all, guys. Thank you for being on this show. Um, as always, it means just a little bit less here in AC Country. Um, Hayden, I'll give you four big west. You can't have five. I'm sorry. Um, but we'll about value- you?